welcome to CCS Convo, the podcast for EV lovers and the EV curious. Join Nick and Louise every fortnight as we discuss the latest news in electric vehicles and look at some of the electric vehicles that are currently available. You can find out more by visiting rps-dm.co.uk forward slash ccs-convo. Welcome to the second of our quickfire reviews for the mega review thing that we're doing here is six bonus episodes on CCS Convo. I'm Nick Smith, one of the two hosts, about to throw some questions at me about one of the cars that I've driven is Louise. Yeah, so now I'm in charge. Oh God. Everyone, be as- everyone be afraid. I am, I'm very afraid. <laughs> okay, so as Nick said, we're going to be looking at a whole range of different cars and this is one that I've never touched. So, Nick, tell us all about your experiences with the Astra E. So, in the last episode, you said about the Citroen test drive event that you went to at Rotherham and Pro Drivers, etc. You and I both went to a similar thing. It was an electric vehicle roadshow at Meadow Hell Shopping Centre in Sheffield. Don't correct me, we've not got time. (laughs) I knew I'd get that in eventually without being uh, without being argued against. Um, <laughs> Louise likes Meadow Hall, I don't. Um, Louise is correct. It was a multi-brand thing. There was three Stellantis brands there. There was BYD and there was Polestar. And we drove quite a few of the cars that were available. The one that I chose to drive first was the Vauxhall Astra E. The car that was available to us was the Ultimate, which, according to Stellantis and you and Voxel website, doesn't exist. <laughs> which is always good to know. Yeah. Um, so, running through some numbers before you start throwing questions at me. The <laughs> wa- range is quoted. We've got two different ranges quoted. 254 miles or 259 miles on the WLTP the th- uh, cycle. The thing that I'm thinking here is the fact that this one makes me a very, very happy man in that it's also available as a wagon, which is incorrect. Which is going to be slightly heavier and therefore not get as many miles. And it is available as a wagon, you just can't have one now. <laughs> okay. um, the numbers are going to be quite familiar to everybody. We've got 11 kilowatts. AC and 100 kilowatts DC charging is a 115 kilowatt motor and the 54 kilowatt hour battery for 156 brake horsepower. On the road price for this particular car is 42,152. We don't know the prices yet on the wagon, but looking at the combustion version, which is available as an estate, there's a 1,260 pound uplift for the better looking body style. Let's me turn to you, Louise, and you can start interrogating me on the Astra E. Okay. So, first of all, tell us about what it's like inside. Visuals and the the feels. Visuals and the feels. First of all, the seats. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see his face while he's saying this. Suitably, I mean, 
in the Vauxhall range, the thing that I would conv- compare the most to is the seats from the old Zafira VXR. Okay. Which were sporty, supporty and firm, but they were comfortable. They they gave you space to, to move, space to breathe. Um, had some very nice skinned cow on them. Looked very nice. Electrically adjustable seats in the front. Obviously, standard bench in the yeah. rear. The steering wheel, which was a... Um, I'm just going to double check on this one. I thought so, a flat bottom job. <laughs> um, the steering wheel felt very high quality and all the switch gear on it felt better quality than previous voxels I've driven. Um, infotainment system becoming quite familiar, broadly similar to other voxels in the range, the Mocha, the yeah. Grandland, the, um, the even the Corsa, although it's slightly smaller in the Corsa and the screens are set apart. Um, the interior, uh, the transmission tunnel, as it is the centre console. Lots of storage in there. Um, piano black effect, which back when I was selling cars was premium. So <laughs> I, li- I, I did quite <laughs> like that. There's a little bit of flash of colour, but it's predominantly quite a dark cabin. Okay. Um, a little bit of an oppressive space to be in. The only things which didn't feel truly quite premium were the controls on the door card. They are taken straight from the Stellantis parts bin. So basically, if I bought one of these and the electric window switch broke, I could borrow yours for a driving test. Yes. Just take your door, door, door card apart and use that instead. Um, let you. To, to sum it up, it felt quality. Now, we've spoken about this test drive thing that you did and the way you've spoken to this professional driver. Yeah who said that Peugeot's premium and Citroen's volume and Vauxhall is business. Yeah. I would say there is no difference in the premium feel between the Astra and the 508 PSE. Okay. Yeah. It feels that premium. Okay. Okay. So let's have a number. So out of 10, between, don't know, Rusty Larder... And I want to say Tesla Model X, but then that's not going to be the answer we want. And Lamborghini Gallardo. Well, given that Lamborghini Gallardo was a plasticky heap of (laughs) compared to the cars that replaced it, um, not a good one, but I get what you're meaning. I'm going to put this eight to nine. Okay. It does feel very nice for a Vauxhall. Right, okay. So what about the actual drive? Once it's actually underway and the controls, how are they? Sufficiently sporty to not be boring when you go across Woodhead or Snake. Sufficiently soft and and comfortable that it's not going to break your back driving down the concrete road sections of the motorway. Um, Handle corners quite well. I put it through the full range of... DVSA driving test manoeuvres, <laughs> uh, as I would it. in my line of work. Um, turning circles really good. Um, visibility, not bad, although the rear window is a little bit of a concession these days. <laughs> but it is in every car. Yeah. Um, it's optional. In terms of the get up and go, it got up and got. Um, it wasn't as fast as Eva, but you wouldn't expect... Eva's my Hyundai. Um, but you wouldn't expect that. Bear in mind, it is 52 horsepower down. To put that in another way, which I know this is the way that you like thinking of things, it is an entire one-litre Corsa down. Um, Corsa, 
course a D. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it had everything it needed there. Okay, so what would you give that out of ten? I'm going to score it a little bit lower than I did the bu- the interior drive, the, the interior quality and build quality and that sort of thing. Right. I'm going to score it probably a seven. Reason for that, it's quite a sporty looking vehicle, quite a sporty feeling vehicle, but in terms of EVs, it's a bit poor on power. Right. So that then kind of leads us into, could you live with it? What's the practicality like? How much space have you got inside? Could you use it in your line of work? I could use it in my line of work. There's one thing about it which annoys the holy living hell out of me. And that <laughs> is it's got, you know, Volkswagens, when you select reverse, it dips the, the door mirrors. Nope. You're looking at me like I'm talking Swahili. You are. <laughs> um, but they do, and now so does this. And okay. I'd need to find a way to turn that off. Because you've been one of my learner drivers. Yeah. I get you to set your mirrors so you use them as a reference point for the parallel park. Yeah. If the mirror moves itself, it wrecks a reference. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, So that's the one problem that I've found with it. The boot is as big as Eva's, not as tall, but as big. Yeah. Um, Back seat space, I could quite hippily, quite hippily, quite happily. You might be a hippie as well quite happily sit behind myself on a driving test and I'm a sizable unit so plenty of space for multiple people in the car plenty of space across the cabin for if me and a similarly built examiner were side by side and I do like that raised floating center console that Eva has yeah and that this has because it creates a physical barrier across cars so that if you have a petite 17-year-old young lady in the driver's seat, she doesn't feel that she's being encroached upon by the 38, 39-year-old man that sat in the passenger seat. I think that's quite yeah. quite important to think of. So what would you give it out of 10 for space and practicality? That's got to be an 8. Okay. So now we get to the really big question. If, when we go out of Dunkin' Donuts, Eva must run away with an Adam... Would you buy one? Well, they're electric Adams in nine months' time. (laughs) (laughs) In nine months' time, we'll be reviewing one. (laughs) Um, No, I wouldn't. Why not? The price. Okay, so what do you think this is competing against? Well, it's obviously going to be competing against the E308. Yeah. Which is estimated at 37, so £5,000 cheaper. Goes up against an ID3 which is 37 to 42. Goes up against the Cupra Born, 36 to 41. And up against the MG4, which is 27 to 37. This car is 10,000 pounds too much money. Which is an awful lot to absorb. So thank you for joining us for this second bonus episode. We're going to move swiftly on because our recording studio is going to close very shortly. Uh, We're going to move swiftly on and we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the CCS Convo podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit rps-dm.com. 
forward slash CCS convoy. CCS convoy is an RPS driven media production. All rights are reserved.